welcome to the Companion Chapel Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada. Gorgeous day outside. For Thessalonians chapter 2 today. But first, welcome to the Companion Chapel. Did you know that registered nonprofit ministries like the Companion Chapel are regulated to apply 100% of all donated monies, gratuities, to their designated mandate? Companion Chapel is mandated to teach the Bible to anyone and everyone. Join us with the guarantee of biblical literacy and enjoy reading along. First Thessalonians chapter 2 For yourselves, brethren, know our entrance unto you that it is not in vain. This is Paul. Paul speaking here, Paul and his buddies didn't risk their lives traveling into hostile heathen areas for nothing. They had a focused goal. They had a great commission to fulfill. Verse 2. But even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully treated, as you know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. Note how faith in Jesus overrides anxiety it overrides worry that's what that's what this word contention translates in the King James you find it they would have had fresh wounds on their bodies from being beaten they were jailed in Philippi beaten in Philippi and in jail they were bound in stocks they had their feet in that contraption they were tortured Paul's wording indicates They were being attacked from all angles for teaching the Bible. And you have to watch it. It's the same today. You're going to get the cheap shots. And in some areas on the planet, you can get your head chopped off. You better watch it for teaching the Bible. 3. For our exhortation was not of deceit, nor of uncleanliness, nor of guile. That's what Paul's saying here. Paul and his disciples were calling out to whomsoever will with a pure heart. They weren't thinking of themselves. They were thinking of others. They were thinking of others over their own safety. For, But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God, which trieth our hearts. What's Paul saying here? He's stating a warning here. Don't sugarcoat. Don't sugarcoat the word of God to please certain people. And don't sugarcoat the word of God or leave part of it out as to not offend others. Don't allow people to think that they can tweak God's word to suit their lifestyle. Don't allow them to think it's okay to do that. They have to understand There's a standard that God sets out for us, and you have to tweak your lifestyle to suit God's word. Verse 5. For neither at any time we use flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetous. God is our witness. Verse 5. They did not play the holy Joe card. They had nothing in their hearts as to thinking of themselves. Paul did not have in his heart, and this is examples for us. This is what God expects from us. No, you don't have in your heart what's in it for me. Everywhere you go, what's in it for me? 
or anywhere you go. What's in it for me? You go out there and do the best you can with what's been put in front of you, and that's what God expects. Have faith in God. Verse 6. Nor of men sought we glory, neither of you, nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. So they didn't go around kissing butt. They didn't care if someone was bawling it or if someone was hurting. They treated people accordingly. Big Shots did not get a VIP to the front of Paul's line. And they shouldn't get a VIP to in front of anyone's line. But it happens. It's the ways of the world. And we have to think of the ways of God. And this is God's instructions. Now, furthermore, it says in this verse, He hadn't been burdensome. He hadn't been a burden on people. He didn't just show up and go, Yep, here I am, teach God's word. Now, uh... You know, I'm going to stay in that hotel there for free, caught me a few meals, and, no, no, he, he made his way, and Paul was a tent maker at night. You have to support your preacher, and that's written. If someone's giving something to you, you give back, and that's what God's watching. God's ways of gain are by giving. The adversary's ways of gain are by taking. What's in it for me? Verse 7, but we were gentle among you. Even as a nurse cherishes her children. These are instructions. I'm going to read verse 8 too. So being affectionately desirous of you, we were willing to have imparted unto you, not the gospel of God only, but also our own souls, because you were dear unto us. Wow, that's an expression of Christian love if I've ever heard it. What's being said here, the lesson being conveyed is, be gentle with the word. No Bible thumping. Recognize people are able to absorb and learn things at different paces and styles. Paul is saying, I put my own eternal soul on the line. I know what I teach is true. Paul knows there are different judgments put on preachers. Judgment starts at the pulpit. Note the compassionate standard of love coming from a guy who just got beaten in public the next town over. Doing the same thing he's doing here. That's why he got beaten, thrown in jail, tortured. He's doing, he's calling out the many member body of Christ, fulfilling the Great Commission. Verse 9. For you remember, brethren, our labor and travail for laboring day and night, because we would not be chargeable unto any of you, we preached unto you the gospel of God. And Paul wasn't a freeloader. This guy under his keep, he was a tent maker. But he deserved every right just to go around teaching and collect money. But he, you know, we could always look at Paul's life and go, well, he started off on the other side, and he was against it. Well, he, he did his job. And that's all we're going to say about that right now, but... Verse 10. We are witnesses, and God also, how holy and justly and unblameably we behave ourselves among you that believe. This Paul's character didn't waver is what's being said here. This is examples for us. He didn't fade. He wasn't hot on something just because it was popular or cold on something just because it was, it was passe according to whatever society is trending on. Like this group over here is, is 
into this and so Paul's gonna go over there and bandwagon on that and then this group over there in the next town they're into something else and Paul's gonna go bandwagon on that what's God say about this in the book of Revelation chapter 3 rather you be hot on something or cold on something it's in between he considers it vomit and we'll just leave that at that for now verse 11 and now know how we extorted and confronted verse 11 and now know verse 11 and ye know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you as a father does his children 12 that you would walk worthy of God who hath called you into his kingdom and glory the divine order Paul teaches us and sets an example true love includes discipline True love includes discipline, includes consequences because of actions. This fake love that's going around the world today just sprinkles sugar on everything, sugar coats things, sugar coats things that are wrong, and sugar coats people that are wrong with no consequences, minimal consequences, no correction. If you love somebody, you want them to see them go do good. You want them to see them walk the right way. It's gentle correction. Don't sit there and pat them on the back. Go, it's okay. It's okay. You're okay. Everyone's like, hey, get back. Get back. It's okay. There's a divine order. There's a divine standard of behavior. God lays out this divine order, this standard of behavior for us to follow. It's this book. It's the volume of the book. It's the written word, God's word. Let me tell you something. You can believe this or not. You can deny this all you want. But I'm telling you now, everyone will meet their maker. At that time, you won't be telling God nothing. Everyone will meet their maker. There will be no, I'm a good person. I didn't mean to. It's not my fault point some fingers and blame you won't be telling God nothing divine order or or, or disorder it's your choice 13 for this cause also thank you God without ceasing we thank God without ceasing because when you receive the word of God which you heard from us you received it not as the word of men, but it as the truth of the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. That's some verse. That's God's word. That's not man's word. You receive God's word. Man's word is human reasonings. God has nothing to prove to anybody. God doesn't owe anybody an explanation. For it's written and spoken of by Christ, I've told you all things. It's already in here. If you don't like something in God's Word, or if you find God's Word offensive, then you and your ego have a designated spot in heaven with others, just like yourselves, 
where for a thousand years you can state your case to each other how you think you know better than God. Like a disobedient four-year-old. Do you let a four-year-old reason for you? Of course not. We are less than four-year-olds as far as knowing anything about the world, about our little world, never mind the infinity of the universe. 14. For you, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Jesus Christ. For you also have suffered like things from your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews. Some message here. The countrymen refers to here, referred to here, are the church leaders who called themselves Jews. Remember Revelation 2, 9, 3, 9, Christ's teaching. They call themselves Jews, but they're not. John chapter 8, 44, they are of their father, the devil. 15. These Jews, who say they're Jews but are not, they're not of our brother Judah. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Jacob had 12 kids. One kid was named Judah. What about the other 11? They just happen to call Judah's kids Jewish people. They're our brothers. Certain crept in. And we'll just leave that there. That's another lesson for another day. I'll be here all day. 15. These Jews who both killed the Lord Jesus Christ and their own prophets and have persecuted us and they please not God are contrary to all men. Don't be one bit surprised if you bring God's word into your church and get attacked. Christ told us the reactions to expect. They will get inflated and burst like an old wineskin. Or they will scrunch up their faces and get all uptight like a new patch of material on an old garment. Praise the Lord. 16. Forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved to fill up their sins always. That means eternally. For the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. 16 is talking about the church, specifically from the pulpit, interferes with hearing and being taught God's word. Switches out the message for the way to an eternal life of peace. Switches out the message and gets in the way of an eternal life of peace. For a religious sounding message, they switch it out. They switch out the message for the way to an eternal life of peace for a religious sounding message. A message void of sustenance for life. Sugar sweet sermons and traditions are manufactured to not offend. They're produced to give you a sugar rush effect. With any sugar rush comes a sugar crash. Void of nutrition. No sustenance to maintain the basic necessities of life. Jesus Christ is our sustenance. Jesus Christ is our bread of life. Jesus Christ is our source for the living water that we shall partake and never thirst again. Praise the Lord. Seventeen, but we, brethren, being taken from you for a short time in presence, not in heart, endeavored the more abundantly to see your face with great desire. Eighteen, wherefore we would have come again 
for we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once again. But Satan hindered us, the adversary. What happened here? 17:18. Satan hindered us. Because Paul's talking about he was in jail for five years for teaching the Bible. That's Satan hindering the adversary, the devil. Take careful note and learn. Paul doesn't complain. Paul doesn't point fingers. Paul doesn't blame. Paul isn't going over the past over and over. Don't overlook this great lesson here. God teaching us through Paul. There is no point living in the past. It's even blasphemy. It is Paul's humility that allows him to continually move forward. People's pride today, more like people's ego, change them to their change them to their past. They drag it with them like a wet blanket and will wrap it around anyone who'll listen to them. People's egos love to talk about how they how bad they had it. How they were wronged. They hold vengeance in their heart. Spite in their heart. Not Paul. He doesn't act like that at all. Paul says an example from God to us. He held others people's well-being in his heart while he was unlawfully jailed, beaten, beaten publicly, tortured, dumped into the sea at night, almost drowned three times, freezing cold at night, thirst in the day, hunger, and not once did Paul blame, complain, whine, or play the poor me baby, self-sympathy for attention curve. Samples for us. 19 and 20 to finish the chapter. Wherefore we would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once again, but Satan hindered us. 19, for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming? For you are our glory and joy. For real. The love of Christ prevails. For real, the love of Christ prevails. As it's written, all the angels rejoice when someone has a change of heart, when someone repents and becomes part of the many-membered body of Christ. The joy of the glory of God as we are all together with God because we belong there. We are the angels singing for joy and the glory of God. Brothers and sisters, you don't belong under the shadow of that wet blanket of the past you're carrying around. Let it go and let it go now. Wrap your egos up in it and give it back to the devil. Brothers and sisters, we are waiting with anticipation for you with glory and joy. 
take your spot. Take your inheritance and claim it. Claim your inheritance, brothers and sisters, together, sing with joy in front of God. Thank you, Paul, for conveying this message to us. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And isn't that just the greatest thing? Hope you enjoyed that. It's my pleasure bringing it to you. Now, if you would, please visit us at thecompanionchapel.com. Please press subscribe and like on the podcast. If we have helped you with God's Word, please help us spread our Heavenly Father's precious Word. Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. This entrusts your much-needed gratuities. Go directly into Bible teaching and count as your blessings and works in front of God. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And I just know you'll be coming back for the next chapter. Until then, we really appreciate you for listening. Make sure you tell all your friends about us. Thank you very much. And have a great day. Bye for now. Thank you very much and have a great day. Bye for now.